Hey guys, and thank you for finding your way to Morgellons Discussion, the podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Murphy, and this show is about Morgellons facts. Uh, that is to say, what has been able to be demonstrated uh, for scientific purposes. So, if you hear me saying something about Morgellons disease on this show, it's got to be coming from the scientific world. It has been published in a prestigious journal. And the science, the experiments that went into producing that data are repeatable. So, if you're looking for factual information about the Morgellons disease condition, welcome to our show. Hi, and welcome to Morgellons Discussion, the podcast on Anchor FM. I'm your host, Jeremy Murphy, and today we're going to talk about the association of biofilms with Morgellons disease. And right off the bat, I got to issue a correction. I made an inaccurate statement in regards to biofilms. They are not just only pathogenic. There's also beneficial biofilms, and we rely on those to survive. So today I'm going to be talking about mixed Borrelia, burgdorferi, and Helicobacter pylori biofilms in Morgellons disease dermatological specimens. Because this is a study that got a little bit of press initially, but I haven't seen a lot of people share it back out lately. And it's extremely important because what it does is demonstrates that it's not just typically one infection. If... Uh, they can uh, demonstrate an association consistently of biofilm with Morgellons disease. That says that these people aren't just dealing with a singular organism or a singular pathogen. I'm going to read from the results. And you guys think about this. Borrelia burgdorferi and Helicobacter pylori were detected in dermatological tissue taken from MD lesions. Borrelia burgdorferi and Helicobacter pylori tended to co-localize in foci within the epithelial tissue. Skin sections exhibiting foci of co-infecting Borrelia burgdorferi and Helicobacter pylori contained amyloid markers, including beta-amyloid protein, thioflavin, and phosphorylated tau. The biofilm marker alginate was also found in the sections. So if you've been keeping up with the news on Alzheimer's disease, you know that tau is a protein that they are starting to take an extra interest in. At first they thought beta amyloid may be involved in the pathogenesis, but it seems lately that tau is starting to get a more attention from the scientific community. And what this study is saying is that those same tau proteins, maybe not same, they may be a little bit different, but... That's what they're identified as. They appear in these patients' skin, in Morgellons disease patients' skin. Uh, at some point, I'm sure they're going to be able to take a look at if these amyloids and towels are changing the color of people's skin in the infectious process, and that would be interesting to determine. It may be an entirely different mechanism altogether, but there's various pathogens at play when considering a pathogenic biofilm. As I've said before, in the course I took online, and I'm not sponsored by them, but uh, Coursera does host a good bacteria and chronic infections class. 
these biofilms typically consist of six to eight various pathogens. Bad biofilms. Another thing I wanted to talk about was how cigarette smoke facilitates the growth of pathogenic biofilm at the expense of beneficial microbial colonies. This was actually a study that came out in the journal Nature. This study is called Cigarette Smoke Exposure Redirects Staphylococcus aureus to a Virulence Profile Associated with Persistent Infection. And I'm only going to read the abstract. Uh, the full article is available online, open access. Tobacco smoking represents the leading preventable cause of death worldwide. Smoking is a recognized risk factor for several pathologies and is detrimental to host immune surveillance and defense. However, the impact of smoking on microbial residents of the nasopharyngeal cavity, in contrast with cigarette smoke, is lacking. Staphylococcus aureus is a major human pathogen that colonizes the human nasopharynx and causes a wide range of infections. We investigated the impact of cigarette smoke on specific virulence phenotypes important in Staphylococcus aureus pathogenesis. We observed strain-dependent differences following exposure to cigarette smoke, namely growth inhibition, augmented biofilm formation, increased invasion of and persistence within bronchial alveolar epithelial cells. Additionally, we confirm the critical role of a functional accessory gene regulator system in mediating increased biofilm development and host cell division and persistence following cigarette smoke exposure. So, of course, I'm going to post a link to that in the description below, but um, it takes this gram-positive bacteria and you put it in the cigarette smoke and then it turns into a monster. And so biofilms are no joke and people really should take a little bit better look at what's going on in the research when it's published about them. I've seen a lot of misinformation about biofilm online, people talking about what they think it is, where they think it came from, what they think it does, and uh, not much of it is right. But if you go through that class, and uh, a movie I could actually highly recommend is Why Am I Still Sick? The Silent Role of Biofilms in Chronic Infections. And when I saw that film, it helped me get a grasp on how my body could be producing such strange skin symptoms. I started to understand the microbial world a little bit better. And then my problems started to come a little bit more into focus. What do you guys think? Send me a message. Let me know. I'm going to, of course, leave links in the description below for the studies. Also, going to drop a link to my PayPal if you guys can hit me up. Man, I totally appreciate you all for it. Well, I hope you guys have a great Friday and definitely enjoy your weekend.